Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. High of 44 here in St. Louis tomorrow, so it's going to get colder and colder and colder. And the Blues head to Florida. They play Tampa tomorrow night, and then they uh, play the Panthers on Thursday night. So uh, they'll be able to, at least during the day, when they're not skating, enjoy the nice warm weather. Chris Kerber, your voice of the St. Louis Blues, joins us here on a Monday morning on 101 ESPN Curves. Good morning. How was uh, Chicken and Pickle? Or chicken, not chicken and pickle. It is chicken and pickle. Yeah. Chicken and pickle. Yeah, there we go. Chicken and pickle. Yeah. How was uh, it? Place is huge. <laughs> yeah. it, I, I okay. I had never been to one. I know. I guess just one in Kansas City. Uh, a couple other places. Uh, it's fantastic. It's right right there in St. Charles. Uh, just as you you cross the river and you, and you head onto Fifth Street, it's on the south side of the uh, of the highway there, uh, behind the AMC Theater. But I mean, it, even if you're not a pickleball player, I mean, it's just got the food was fantastic. The, the, the space was great. They had a Sunday brunch. They did a, uh, they've got, I mean, they've got like a life-size uh, battleship board. So they got games in different areas to do. I mean, they, it's, it was actually qu- quite a pretty cool space and, and, and a hell of a lot of people showed up too. So uh, big thanks to OJ Lachlan plumbing company for helping put that on. But it was a, it was a fun few hours we had there. I just missed you. Cause I played on Saturday. Do you play pickleball curbs? Nope, haven't started yet. Oh, well, we got to get you going we'll on get that. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. A couple injuries keep me off uh, pretty much anything but the buffet, so we'll be all right. <laughs> well, of course, Curtis, we have to talk to you about this stretch for the Blues here with back-to-back wins, especially with that overtime thriller against Dallas. But I just want to focus on the response from Jordan Cairo. What have you seen from here recently? And of course, it was great to see the cheers for him and that winner. Well, look, I... And people are talking about a response from Jordan Cairo, and it's, it, I don't know that it's so much a response from him. I just think that what we saw from him is what you can see from Jordan Cairo on a nightly basis, and the issue, if there's been one this year, is that it's been inconsistent. Now, I still think he's played his all-around best hockey in terms of conscientious offensive hockey, learning that aspect of the game. And I'm going to go back to something Joe Vitale said uh, a, a couple of months ago. There's going to be a stretch for a bit here where he, he wasn't going to be surprising if some of Jordan Cairo's numbers were down. And that's because you could see he was clearly focusing on what he was being asked to do in terms of becoming a better all-around 200-foot player. Uh, and, and in time, he'll figure out how to get it all together. But a 77-point player or a 72-point player that's minus 39 uh, doesn't do as much for you as a 60-point player that's plus 15 or plus 20, Right. So, you know, I think you got to look at it like that. Now, what I think you did see, though, was you saw, obviously, on, on Thursday night, an upset player that didn't realize the impact of what he had said, uh, but still faced the music very well. And then he came out, and the timing of, of having a great game was just spectacular. So um, from that aspect of it, you're happy for him. And I said this on, on the, uh, the Curbside podcast, too. Listen, I, I applaud the fans a lot here. Uh, I, I don't 
I don't blame them for what they, you know, they're expressing their feelings on Thursday night. And then I'd also thought that they, they had, I think the fans had a better response maybe than Jordan Cairo when they recognized it as well. And then they said, okay, yeah, we got on you, but we got your back because you're our guy. And I, I thought it was fantastic. So and, and all around great night. And I was happy to see Jordan have a big night. Curbs, only a couple of games in, but what, if any, differences have you seen uh, in this team under Drew Bannister in comparison to Craig Berube? Uh, I I think, you know, they're being asked to do the same thing. I think it's just, uh, you know, I think the shakeup probably, you know, causes a little more focus and a little more reality there. There, There's a couple of things that jump. I think the pace in these first couple of games has been really good. The success of the power play, yep, like you said, small, small two-game sample size there. But the success of the power play was absolutely enormous against the Dallas Stars on Saturday night. So we'll see if they can build on that one. You know, and then you know, there's something that, that we've seen him do, and that's that we're seeing uh, – like pretty much every time that Thomas Butchnevich line is on the ice, we see Pareko and Letty coming over the boards with him. And it's an interesting uh, approach because you're thinking, okay, well, if we've got our top offensive line that could maybe take a few more risks offensively, we've got a really good shutdown defensive pairing right behind them uh, to defend if, if bigger mistakes are made. And uh, I like what we've seen from that so far. So I, th- I think all those are good things. Curbs, we, we two games again, and, and the team has been playing really well, but has, they have been con- inconsistent throughout the entire season. Is this effort and energy that they're playing with now, is that sustainable? Can we expect to see this team that, they're, that they are right now for the, for the future? Is it sustainable? Absolutely. Um, will they sustain it? That's the great question. Mm. You know, I, I, I do think that some of the habits – some of the some of the team game that had crept in that made you inconsistent, it takes a little while to flush that out. You know, I, I think, like, for example, against Ottawa, they made some of the same mistakes that they were making, but they made them against Ottawa and not the Colorado Avalanche, right, or the Vegas Golden Knights. So it doesn't maybe necessarily end up in the back of your net. It was a cleaner game on Saturday against Dallas, and this is the challenge that this team's going to have right now is they're playing this stretch of hockey – where they're playing a lot of teams. And, and when the stretch of hockey of 15 games started, even the Ottawa Senators were at 500. There were only two teams below 500. So now you're going to go down and you're going to play Tampa, who's battling for their playoff lives. And, of course, we know how good they can be, especially with Kucherov on home ice. And then you're going into Florida, and they're, they're third in their division. This is going to be uh, some tough hockey ahead, but they've shown with the game they played against the Dallas Stars what that game looks like if they're going to be successful. So is it sustainable? I think it absolutely is. I think what the one thing you got to be encouraged with is Saturday night is they fell down two to nothing and they didn't just fold up 10. They, they battled back and got the win. And, and that is something that we hadn't seen a lot of so far this year. Curbs, it'd be unfair to try to compare Colton Pareko to the, the, the Victor Hedmans of the world, even when, when Car- just the, the typical Norris Trophy winner. That being said, when I watch Colton Pareko play, it's hard for me to imagine that he can play better than he's played this year. Randy, how many times did his name come up in interviews and stuff we did last year? And I, you know, I was real adamant of, look, he's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Col- Colton Pareko is a six foot six defenseman that can skate. I still haven't seen a forward that can catch him when he starts to skate. Uh, and 
the game last year against Edmonton when he skated up the ice and Dreisaitl gave up trying to chase him down. <laughs> right. Uh, I just I Colton Pareko. Look, you go back and I, I spent some time studying his numbers here before the last game. In games where he's played, because on against the Ottawa Senators he played twenty six thirty eight. I think in his career, and forgive me if this is off just by a, a number or two because I don't have my notes in front of me on this, but he played 35 games in his career in the regular season where he had played 26 or more minutes, and the Blues had a record that was something like 12 games over 500 with him doing that. And that's not a coincidence because he's that good of a defenseman. When you're good defenseman play that much, you're probably going to be fine. You had the stretch. You had COVID, then you had a, he, he tried to play with two herniated discs in his back. Finally got through that. If you go back and you look for even power play time, he was on the power play. He was on a second power play unit when the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Right. He had power play time each of his first four years. That came to a grinding halt when the Blues signed Tory Krug. Go look at his shot attempts on the power play each of his first four years. He didn't have a lot of power play points. But 54 shot attempts, 72 shot attempts. And remember, we're talking about power play right now that doesn't shoot the puck much, right? You know, we'll, we'll look at what it was there. He, he can handle it. He can do it. Uh, Tarasenko's not on the ice right now to yell at him when he shoots the puck, right, <laughs> on the power play. Okay. This guy has a bigger game. I talked to Mike Van Ryan uh Early last season, ah, maybe it might have been the season before, and when we're getting a lot of questions on Colton, and I said, "Hey, am I missing something?" He goes, "Curbs, if he was on the power play, he'd he'd have fifty something points, and we'd be talking about one of the top defensemen in the league." He's it, it, and, and when I talked to Al McKinnis later on about him, he goes, "The moment we move a guy like that is the moment we're looking for a guy like that." And look at what he's doing this year: uh, healthy, the ice time, the focus on the play in front. Look, at it. sometimes goals are going to go in against you. I, I mean, you get it. That happens to everybody. But when Doug Armstrong said that uh, he's back to playing at a, at a Canadian Olympian level, I think you got to be really happy with the, the game that he's brought this year. And, you know, at some point in time, I'd like to see him get back out on that power play and, uh, and start ripping some shots. Curbs, I was just going to say, for the, the lack of success of this power play, I find it really curious that he hasn't gotten that opportunity on the power play. I find it, it what's more curious about why he hasn't gotten that opportunity on the power play is the power play has struggled, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so go back to two years ago when you had a top five power play and he wasn't one of the guys on it. You're not going to mess with that. But uh, it, it's different with no O'Reilly, no Perron and stuff. With the power play struggling, I was surprised that we just haven't seen him get that opportunity just to change it up a little bit, put him on the left circle with a one-time shot and, you know, and, and, and let it rip. So, uh, will it happen? I don't know. I'll tell you what, 26 minutes against Ottawa, no power play time was doggone impressive from a penalty kill and even strength time. But um, in, in some respects, maybe he develops into uh, more of that Jay Bollmeister, you know, kind of player, uh, you know, that's already had more success in terms of the cup and stuff, but at an earlier age, but Colton Pareko is doing just fine, and, and I think he's going to continue to get opportunity uh, with Drew Bannister here. Curbs, enjoy the warm weather, and we will not speak to you before Christmas, so have a Merry Christmas, you and your family. Yeah, you, you guys as well. Happy holidays to everybody, and uh, just have, have a safe, great week with schools getting out and enjoy the families. All right. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. See you. you got it. That is Chris Kerber. He is the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN by the way the Blues at Tampa. Tomorrow night and then at Florida to take on Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers on Thursday. And then Saturday, the 23rd, home against the hated Blackhawks.